This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on August the 4th, 2022, and one of our most read articles by far was the downtown Edmonton retail struggling amid new developments and shifting dynamics. So, of course, we wanted to talk about that, especially since Craig is from that neck of the woods and has family there. So, Craig, where do you want to start? Well, let's talk a little bit about Edmonton as well as uh, some other cities in Canada. I, I don't want to just focus on Edmonton. Starting out with Edmonton, is there anything about the downtown or with the study or with the association that you wanted to kind of highlight and kind of kick off with? Yeah, yeah. We did a story. Mario Tonaguzzi wrote a story uh, for Retail Insider. Uh, really what the story was, was talking about downtown Edmonton and its future uh, with a focus on retail. Downtown Edmonton actually had a vibrancy to it that was, uh, I'd say, surprising compared to what you'd see today uh, in the basement of uh, Edmonton City Centre at the time below Woodward's was a grocery store. It actually was a Woodward's uh, food floor at one time that uh, by the time I was a bit older enough to understand what was going on, it was a busy downtown core. There were numerous shopping centres that no longer exist in the downtown core, as well as three large department stores and one smaller one. Uh, The larger department stores being um, Hudson's Bay Company, Eaton's and Woodward's, as well as a Holt Renfrew store. And every single one of those stores has since closed. And then there's Various reasons why I think downtown Edmonton has struggled over the years, uh, including uh, at the at the moment. So why do you think downtown Edmonton is struggling so much? There's a few reasons. And part of part of it's even just the way Edmonton functions as a city. Uh, it's quite a suburban city. There's no secret there. Mm. Uh, vast yeah. majority of households own uh, their own motor vehicles, which means that they can uh, drive around in their own personal car. And what's resulted is, is a situation where... Suburban shopping centers, as they've been developed over the years from the 1950s to more recently, have really gained and maintained dominance. Uh, Certainly in many decades past, the downtown core was where people would go to shop. That was the case with pretty much every city at one time. But um, as we've seen the suburbanization of uh, cities such as Edmonton and others in North America since World War II, uh, we saw the development of the shopping center, which in turn... Uh, has, I think, really impacted downtowns. And uh, that includes Edmonton. And it makes sense that you're kind of covering the broad general, like going to suburbia versus going in downtown, but bringing it back to specifically downtown Edmonton, can you kind of elaborate why maybe downtown Edmonton is having even rougher of a time versus some of their counterparts in other Canadian downtowns? Downtown Edmonton, unfortunately, does suffer with a bit of a perception that there's a lack of safety. Uh, the downtown core appears uh, to be quiet at various times, especially on the streets. Is there any reason why it would be more quiet than other cities? There's a pedway network that uh, is above ground, which serves the downtown tremendously well. On cold winter days, you don't have to actually even wear a jacket to get from building to building if you're walking through the pedways. But uh, it doesn't necessarily uh, translate to vibrant streets like you would see in a place like Vancouver or Toronto or Montreal, where those pedways for the most part are not there a little bit here and there, but these are street grids that in the larger cities uh, result in in hordes of people on the sidewalks, which does Mm. create, I think more of a perception of safety for the most part, not always, but when you have more quote unquote regular folk, as opposed to those that some may deem to be vagrants, uh, that is going to lend itself to a perception that there's more safety. Is there any, I guess, better safety by going into the Pedway system in downtown Edmonton versus just going along the street? 
That's a good question. And probably, I mean, I would expect there would be security cameras uh, in the Pedway system. I actually have been in the Pedways when things have felt a bit sketchy in Edmonton, I can say. Sometimes, you know, at night, after hours, after the shopping center has been closed, but uh, uh, security guards uh, are able to roam through these uh, complexes, which include these above ground pedways. And and the pedways are private property as opposed to the streets, which are public. public property and for everyone. So you can police a pedway like you can't police necessarily say a sidewalk in the same way in a major city. Mm, fair enough. What, what chapter next for Edmonton? Yeah, you know, downtown Edmonton, it's really interesting to have seen developments over the last few years. We've got uh, one development, which has developed the ICE District. Uh, It's a tremendous looking development. Lots of new buildings. There's new retail, new commercial hotel, um, you know, rental and condominium apartments. It's it's a beautiful looking project. Uh, I do worry a little bit that it may take some business uh, away from uh, other parts of uh, downtown, immediately south, I'm not talking from far away, I mean, adjacent to the Edmonton City Centre, which is the largest shopping centre complex in downtown Edmonton now, uh, as well as the Manulife Place and uh, anything else that's left around there, because I think things just got worse when Holt Renfrew closed in early 2020, just before the pandemic, which was followed by the Hudson Bay store, which uh, uh, unfortunately shut down uh, about a year after that uh, within the Edmonton City Centre shopping complex. So. Downtown Edmonton uh, became a city with no department stores in its downtown core, which makes Edmonton almost an American type city like Houston. Uh, Winnipeg has joined that uh, rank in terms of it losing its Hudson's Bay department store as well. And uh, that's another city which has also seen uh, a struggle in terms of its downtown not being nearly as vibrant as it has been in decades past. When I live in downtown Vancouver, which is very vibrant, and but there's also block after block of high-rise, high-density residential, which in turn helps um, the, the retail flourish. And when I take a look at the article of, of downtown Edmonton and some of the photos include um, high-rise residential as well. So I wasn't quite sure how prolific that was um, through the downtown of Edmonton. So I was wanting your opinion on um, how the strategy of densifying or uh, I guess a residential and bringing people in that way similar to Vancouver is is unfolding for that city. Well downtown Edmonton's interesting. I mean we are seeing uh, development in terms of new residential in the downtown core which is going to lend itself to vibrancy. But yeah. The number of units uh, I think being proposed and built isn't going to result in the hordes of people that you would see in downtown Vancouver or Toronto. It's just not going to probably in our lifetimes. That's how many people you're going to need in downtown Edmonton living there to make it into an actually vibrant place. Uh, These are exciting developments, but they're incredibly disruptive right now to downtown Edmonton in terms of construction. So you've got roads that have been torn up. You've got uh, um, issues around access uh, and parking. And I think this has frustrated people. And uh, on top of that, you know, parking uh, is an issue in downtown Edmonton. Uh, some people in Edmonton don't like to pay for parking uh, and, you know, will instead choose to go out to the suburbs. Uh, you know, I found that frustrating myself uh, for, for Edmonton. And, and I actually left Edmonton uh, a number of years ago as a resident. I uh, decided I would rather live in a, a vibrant city that, that had an urban core that had a lot of excitement. So I moved to Toronto and I was actually working at the university. I still am, but we were working at the University of Alberta and uh, made, a, made a lifestyle decision that, that Edmonton wasn't the city for me. And unfortunately, I think a number of people uh, probably will say the same thing. Um, what, is, what do you think is the main problem that's facing downtown Edmonton that's kind of not helping them out of this um, situation that they found themselves in? 
I think one of the challenges that downtown Edmonton has is a lack of investment. Uh, Mm. Well, that's not going to be an easy thing to fix because downtown Edmonton has multiple o- owners in terms of buildings and properties. But uh, I think that there's definitely going to be an uphill battle in terms of making downtown Edmonton a more vibrant place, given how it's set up, given what people in Edmonton are like in terms of wanting to uh, have their own personal motor vehicles and not pay for parking. Um, I, all of these things, I think, are going to be a challenge in years to come because uh, downtown Edmonton, uh, you know, if you've, if you've ever walked on the sidewalks on the, on the street, it seems to take several minutes sometimes for a light to change so you can cross from one direction to the other. It's Downtown is not made for people in Edmonton. Uh, sure, there's a pedway system, but if you actually get onto the streets and the sidewalks, which sometimes I like to walk on in different cities, it's not a place that feels nice to walk in. And I think that's a huge issue. And uh, the city would have to change that. I know that there are efforts in place, but I think the efforts are going to be absolutely massive would efforts would be massive in terms of a requirement to make downtown Edmonton a more vibrant place. And and I don't want to pick on Edmonton. Let's talk about some other cities in Canada because Calgary isn't a whole lot better. Um, I would say it's a step above because it still has a whole Renfrew store and a Hudson's Bay store, which is half the size of what it was before the pandemic in terms of square footage uh, and Winnipeg. And, and let's talk about a few other cities as well. Well, let's go on to Calgary because that's the only natural place to head after Edmonton because, again, those are competitive cities, both in the same province of Alberta. So uh, for me, I lived in Calgary for about a decade and uh, worked in the downtown core. Um, There is a little bit more retail going on in the downtown core, but I did find when I was there that once the core business hours finished, then most people evacuated the dance floor and headed off to their bedroom communities to live their lives in their their detached homes. Whereas I would then evacuate the downtown and start heading south um, to the, like the 17th Avenue areas where I live, the Beltline, Connaught area. That's also Mission that's there too. But um, so I'm interested to see what your thought is of this downtown, because it is at least having, let's say, like the Princess Island Park just to the north of it. There's the um, Bow River that goes around it. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. And it may have been a little bit more financially prosperous with the oil industry before recent times. But uh, from your perspective, yeah, let's let's head there. I'd have to check. I, I'm not sure, but the population of downtown Edmonton might actually be slightly bigger than Calgary. I would have to look, but this, this sounds a bit familiar. Um, again, the city's function in a little bit of a different way, but... Uh, uh, you know, downtown Edmonton does certainly have residential districts uh, close to the downtown core. I mean, all over is a high rise neighborhood, which would be the equivalent of what you'd see in Vancouver with the West End. It, it, there are similarities. It's west of downtown. It's a high rise apartment district connected to the downtown core that's primarily residential. Uh, downtown Edmonton definitely does have residential around the downtown core, but it's not a ton of residential compared to, again, Vancouver and Toronto, which both have downtowns in excess of 100,000 people living there, as well as attractions and and other things that are bringing people into the downtown uh, to create foot traffic. Um, downtown Calgary is is quite interesting. Uh, it's, it's also got a pedway system like Edmonton, which again, pulls foot traffic off the street. Uh, there are some streets that have a little bit of you know vibrancy at different times of the day, like Stephen Avenue Mall, but uh, downtown Calgary is fairly quiet at times as well. Um, mm-hmm. There were some questions around, this is before the pandemic, a while ago, it's not happening, but whether or not Holt Renfrew would close its store in downtown Calgary. Mm-hmm. There were some concerns there that downtown Calgary would go the way of downtown Edmonton in terms of losing retail. 
Now, downtown Calgary does have um, the core, which is a uh, shopping center that spans a couple of blocks. It's anchored yeah. by La Maison Simons and Holt Renfrew. And if there's a big Hudson's Bay store that's attached, basically, it's not part of the actual core. But it's a beautiful center that saw millions and millions of dollars in, in updates. And and um, I think it's the nicest looking downtown shopping center in Canada, the way it's uh, set up. And uh, uh, But it can be quiet at times as well. So I, I, w- I would say that downtown Calgary is a bit more vibrant than downtown Edmonton, but but marginally. It, it's still not a downtown, which is going to be comparable, I think, in terms of the foot traffic and overall experience and retail compared to, say, Vancouver and Toronto again. Yeah, but we have to at least um, see the proof in the pudding of the downtown Calgary having like full, two full-on department stores. That would be the Simons uh, department store as well as the Hudson Bay department store. They exist in downtown Calgary. They are devoid from downtown Edmonton. You take a look at um, Holt Renfrew. Of course, they departed the downtown Edmonton and are completely out of that marketplace. And with that comes a lot of the high-end boutiques for Calgary that include things like the Chanel boutique, Tiffany's, Louis Vuitton, all that kind of stuff that would be in downtown Calgary, but not in downtown Edmonton. So, you know, Harry Rosen, that all those caliber of retailers exist in downtown Calgary. So we have to at least acknowledge, even though you're mentioning there's a marginal increase in vibrancy and having similar foot traffic and similar customer experience, there it's successful in Calgary because they exist in the downtown right now versus Edmonton. So there's at least something special happening in downtown Calgary that we should at least acknowledge over over Edmonton. Well, downtown Calgary has had traditionally, you know, uh, a bit higher retail sales at the higher end. Uh, the population there, even if the incomes aren't higher necessarily, has been a little more free spending in terms of designer goods. So that's why Calgary has a larger Holt Renfrew store and why Harry Rosen is still downtown. There used to be a Harry Rosen store in downtown Edmonton years ago, but it, it shut down. I don't even know how many years ago it's been. It's, it's quite a while now. But uh, but the Harry Rosen store in downtown Calgary downsized. It was part of, uh, uh, I think, the Simons development, which is kind of in the same side of uh, the core shopping center on that block. It used to be, I think, was it Scotia Square or TD Square? It's been so many years. But I uh, used to have multiple shopping centers in downtown Calgary that were joined together into one, kind of like Edmonton City Center. That used to be two shopping centers. But, uh, you know, downtown Calgary, I think, uh, uh, again, having... You know, I'd say better retail, certainly than downtown Edmonton. Mm-hmm. There's no question at this point as we've come out of this pandemic for now. But, um, you know, Calgary, I'd say, you know, it, it's downtown core could use a major revival as well. Uh, one of the big challenges, both in Edmonton and Calgary, is the lack of office workers. Uh, we've got more people working from home. Uh, already, there were a lot of vacancies, especially in Calgary. I think almost 30% of the office space in the downtown core is vacant. Uh, we just saw another office building come online for TELUS. Uh, and we also um, are seeing a situation now where multiple office buildings have been earmarked for residential conversion in downtown Calgary. So that will, I think, you know, maybe create a little bit of an extra vibrancy for the downtown core. But but creating a really vibrant downtown takes a lot more than just a few residents. It's it's almost like a recipe. You need attractions and workplaces, uh, um, uh, you know, a confluence of people coming together uh, in various ways for various reasons. And uh, Calgary has it but uh, could use a lot more of it as well. So um, it's quite interesting. We'll certainly talk about a few other cities, including some of the ones in Canada that might be a little bit smaller and actually have some reasonably successful downtowns. Mm. Well, let's continue with the um, the prairie cities because the world's your oyster on that or prairie oyster, as you might say. 
But uh, so yeah, we got Regina, Saskatoon, Winnipeg. Where'd you like? Winnipeg's another city that's struggled. Uh, it's quite yeah. similar to Edmonton in various ways in terms of how the downtown core has lost some retail. Uh, Winnipeg used to have incredibly important retail. Um, Eaton's it was it was almost a secondary market after Toronto with a huge flagship Eaton's store. The Eaton's even had a mansion on Wellington Crescent in Winnipeg. That's how important uh, uh, Winnipeg functioned as, as a city for Canada as well as a retail center. Uh, Hudson's Bay had a huge store downtown in, in Winnipeg. Holt Renfrew had a store downtown. Uh, people used to shop there, but but the suburbanization of the city, as we've seen in other cities in Canada, has certainly had an impact on downtown Winnipeg to the point that there are no downtown department stores left. Uh, they almost couldn't even give away Portage Place, which was a shopping center and a closed shopping center developed in, I believe it was 1985 or in the early 1980s. Maybe I should put an exact date on that without some research, but uh, the downtown in, in Winnipeg has not functioned as a successful retail center overall, even though it's got the famous intersection Portage and Main. But I'm not sure if it's still the case. Someone in Winnipeg can tell me. I've been, uh, been in years, but you could even cross that intersection. You'd have to, to take a tunnel underground. I, I don't know if things have changed, but um, definitely that intersection was repositioned for the automobile and not necessarily for pedestrians. And I, I think that, among other things, has led to a perception that downtown is not a hospitable place uh, for, for pedestrians, even with developments such as True, uh, True North Square, I think is what it's called. <laughs> I just got to check that. But uh, this, you know, CF Polo Park is a shopping center in Winnipeg, which is one of the top in Canada in terms of sales per square foot, at least before the pandemic. Things may have changed, but I'm assuming it's probably still the case. And uh, it's not hard to drive around Winnipeg in a car overall and and it's not a huge city so uh, shopping centers such as uh, you know CF Polo Park uh, Kildonan Place uh, uh, St Vital these have really taken on in terms of dominance for retail in the market because there's free parking and you know they'll feel safer and they're enclosed you don't have to deal with the weather all those things that people may complain about in downtown Winnipeg kind of like downtown Edmonton Absolutely. And so now that we've kind of touched upon the main cities that are in the prairies, is there any other cities across Canada that you wanted to touch upon to kind of start moving into the wrap up phase of the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about a few of the um, smaller cities here in Canada, and I'm going to be quite fast here. I won't, I won't go quite into as much detail as mm. I did for well, Edmonton, Calgary and Winnipeg. But uh, let's talk about Victoria, BC, a uh, smaller city, much smaller than the other cities we've talked about got a vibrant little downtown there i know that's got some social issues as most of our town towns downtowns have but government street uh, and whatnot has certainly functioned as as, as a downtown uh, of some importance i think tourism in this case though has been pretty important for for victoria so that's where uh, a lot of foot traffic has come from uh, in the downtown and and also that tourism i think is going to have to come back a bit more to maintain that uh, vibrancy, because again, with the pandemic, we've uh, seen a, a significant reduction in international tourism, and, and Victoria is definitely a place that people like to visit. Uh, two prairie cities that I think are actually interesting in terms of having dominant downtown retail is Saskatoon and Regina. I used to live in Saskatchewan, so I, I appreciate these uh, two cities, but uh, the Hudson's Bay department stores, as well as the best shopping centers, are downtown in both Saskatoon and Regina. You've got Midtown, I think it's just called Midtown now. It used to be Midtown Plaza in Saskatoon and Cornwall Center. I think the name center is still after Cornwall Center in, in Regina. And uh, both of them have Hudson's Bay stores. Uh, they've got, you know, kind of the best of the best retail that you find in those cities. Uh, 
Both of those cities have suburban shopping centers, but they don't function nearly as strongly or have those same anchors even as uh, the downtown cores. So that is a little bit unusual when, when compared to some of the larger cities in, in Canada. And uh, on top of that, again, expanding over um, you know, eastward a little bit, uh, Ottawa, which is a city of over a million people, uh, really, I would say for the most part, I mean, Bayshore Shopping Centre is is reasonably successful in the Ottawa market, which is not downtown. It's a suburban centre. But uh, the downtown core with the CF Rideau Centre, as well as uh, uh, some of the retail around that the Byward market, has really maintained, I'd say, a dominance overall in the Ottawa market uh, in terms of retail, which is it's really a government town offices, a little bit of tech, whatnot. But uh, uh, Ottawa, you know, the downtown has really been where retail is. At the same time, I think Ottawa is a very conservative market. Uh, there's a lot of money there. A lot of government workers earn pretty decent incomes if you can get it. But uh, you don't see Louis Vuitton in Ottawa anywhere. Holt Renfrew closed its store in Ottawa. I think it was in 2015. Uh, so the city has money, but it doesn't spend it on expensive things like people in Vancouver and Toronto do. So it's a different type of environment uh, uh, and when I say a vibrant downtown in Ottawa, there's a level of tourism there, but certainly people do like to go home at night to their suburban homes and uh, will drive cars. So downtown Ottawa isn't nearly as vibrant as you know some downtowns are or that it could be, but uh, it's just the way that it's set up. Uh, Quebec City is, is an interesting city. I mean, uh, Place Sainte-Foy and the uh, Laurier Quebec and Galleries de la Capitale, these are all suburban shopping centers, which really do dominate the retail for the most part in the Quebec City market, I would say at this point. But uh, Quebec City does have a downtown, uh, uh, and I'll just say Old Quebec, which is really kind of this tourist center. La Maison Simons has a little store down there. It's, it's, it's cute. Uh, and of course, you know, the beautiful architecture from the 1600s and 1700s, definitely worth a visit to uh, Quebec City to check this out, but it almost functions as a museum. <laughs> as a, I shouldn't say that, but you know, certainly there, there's retail and you can even live there. But but it's almost like it's it's a European city where what's there is there in terms of buildings because they're so historical, they're not going to be demolished and uh, they've been repurposed. And, and the last one is the Halifax market, which uh, you know is split certainly between uh, well uh, suburban shopping centers, the Halifax shopping center, and Micmac Mall over in Dartmouth. Uh, but Halifax still does have a bit of a vibrant downtown. It's got uh, you know Spring Garden Road and, and some environs around there that have Lululemon and other stores. And uh, I hope that the people in Halifax continue to embrace independent, well, sorry, embrace their downtown core, I should say. Uh, and and people in Halifax do embrace independent retail. I did a podcast with Arthur Gaudreau from uh, uh, Halifax Retails uh, a few months ago, celebrating uh, the anniversary of his publication. And we talked about how uh, his publication and the people of Halifax do embrace uh, independent retail uh, retailers a lot more than I think we see in other parts of Canada. So hopefully that continues. And um, I actually had an interview with a journalist saying that winners might be opening in downtown uh, Halifax. So we'll see if that actually comes to play. Uh, but uh, it looks like things are still happening in that downtown core. So we do have cities around the country that do have, you know, at least moderately vibrant downtowns. But when you look at the downtown cores in Canadian cities that are highly successful overall in terms of retail and foot traffic and, and have all those dynamics that make them into vibrant places. It's, it's really going to be, and I'll just go west to east, uh, downtown Vancouver, which has, you know, everything from culture to, you know, a population based of over a hundred thousand people living on the downtown peninsula and then more living around the peninsula. 
downtown Toronto has about 300,000 people. It's, it's the second uh, biggest downtown in North America. You know, you, you go to Manhattan and you got a lot of people there, of course. And, you know, Philadelphia and Chicago have pretty big downtowns in terms of population when you look out, but Toronto is, and Toronto is the fastest growing downtown in terms of overall populations. So uh, that'll continue to be a very, very vibrant place. Even though we saw downturns in the pandemic, uh, I'm not worried about downtown Toronto in the long run as being a place that's going to be desirable to shop and live. And uh, downtown Montreal is over a hundred thousand people as well. And uh, uh, I think that uh, that downtown, we've seen a lot of residential development. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, retail such as Holt Renfrew Ogilvy and, and the revival of uh, St. Catherine street, uh, very exciting stuff, beautiful old Montreal, uh, terrific city. And uh, I think we'll continue to see downtown Montreal continue to be uh, revived, but it, the threat certainly is shopping centers. And I think that the next big threat is going to be Royal Mount, which is being developed by Carbon Leo in suburban Montreal in the middle of Montreal Island. We actually talked about this in a podcast recently. Um, but uh, nevertheless, downtown Montreal historically uh, has been vibrant. And I think we'll continue to do so. Uh, downtowns do function in different ways, whether or not it's luxury retail or otherwise. But with all of the universities and the hotels, the culture, the events, uh, everything that happens at downtown Montreal, the tourist attractions, uh, it's going to continue to be a vibrant place that for years to come, people will go to. And that's not necessarily something that I can say about downtown Edmonton. So I do hope that uh, uh, things do improve, that uh, dynamics can be worked out. And, and we'll see if I can be part of something that maybe can help revive places like downtown Edmonton years to come as we launch the University of Alberta Center for Cities and Communities. Yeah. Well, and thank you for going through the popular article with me, which is around downtown Edmonton. But beyond that, we expanded it into the other Canadian cities too. So it was kind of cool. But again, thanks for the chat this week and chat, you, chat with you next week. Thank you so much, Lee. It's great chatting as always. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now.